So we uh, are starting a process today. Uh, don't worry, you're, it's okay if you're unprepared for a process. You're like, I wasn't expecting a process today. We're starting a process today of uh, picking new elders and affirming our old elders. It's going to happen all throughout the summer. And what I mean by that is it's a two-fold process. We want to we want to find more men who, who can serve as elders in this congregation. We have three right now, and our average attendance is about 200. So we're, we're, they're, they're, uh, we, we need more um, for that. And we're going uh, to spend the, the month of June um, kind of preaching and teaching about this and praying about it. And then from there on out, we've got some other things happening. There's, uh, there's some explainers, actually, like a, a little three-page explainer in the uh, window. There's not a, enough for everybody, but if you're curious, just grab one of those on the way out, and it will, um, it will help you kind of process what we're doing. I'll run through it real quick right now, and then um, if you want to take one of those home and look at those a little closer, you can. Um, so in June, we're praying and preaching. That's all we're doing. We just want to pray and preach um, I'll preach and pray. You just pray. And, but we, we want to pray for God to um, point us to and um, the, for the Spirit to guide us in this process. And each week, each sermon is going to deal with something else to pray for for our leaders. So this week, uh, we're praying for Christ-like leaders. That's, that's what we feel like is the number one thing and our elders, and our shepherds, and our leaders, whatever you want to call them, uh, we want them to look like Jesus. We want them to be able to say like Paul, follow me as I follow Christ. Um, not follow me because I'm right, or follow me because I'm better than ever. I follow Christ, you can follow me. So we're going to um, preach and pray through June. In July, we are going to nominate elders. Now, the way this works usually... In, at least in Churches of Christ, is just someone goes to the elders and says, hey, I think that guy should be an elder. And they say, okay. And then the elders have elders meetings and they say, yeah, that guy should be an elder. And then all of a sudden that guy's an elder and they come before you and they say, hey, do y'all think this guy should be an elder? And everyone says, ah, what's lunch? And then they go home. And uh, it. So the process we're going to do isn't perfect, but it's the best we can come up with to simultaneously select new elders and affirm the existing elders. To tell the existing elders that they are doing an excellent job. I, I think they're doing a great job. I love the elders we have. Um, and so when, when we get to the nomination process, here's a picture of the nomination thing. It's got nine, card, nine slots on it. You'll write down, once we've taught about this and prayed about this, every member of the Mineral Springs Church of Christ and maybe some visitors, who knows, will write down on a piece of paper who they think our leaders should be. They've prayed about it. Listen, if you haven't prayed about it, don't get one of these things. Pray about it. Think about it. And talk about it with your family. And then the, the, the members of the Mineral Springs Church of Christ will write down who they think should be our leaders. Now, um, you'll see there are, um, down here at the bottom, if I can get it to go down there, uh, down here at the bottom there's a little thing that reminds you, if you think the current elders should remain elders, you have to write their names down too. 
Because if you don't, then they won't be counted as affirming them. See, we're affirming and adding new elders. Write their names down too so that they can have the confidence of the, the church as well. Um, I, I would like to add this here. If you don't, I'll be upset. I just will. Like, I don't know. I need Johnny and Todd and a little bit of Eddie in my life. I know, I was just, that's why I did it. No, I love Eddie. I mean, I, I love those guys. Um, I, I, can, I can think of uh, seven, eight, nine people, that, uh, men, who would make excellent elders. That doesn't mean they're, wor- they're, they're, like, they're willing, but, it does, but I can think of men who would make excellent elders in this congregation. And they're rarely the people who are standing up saying, I'm in charge and I know all the things about the Bible. They're usually the guys that just love people around here really well. And that's what an elder is. So people who are loving. So here's what we'll do. We'll take all these cards. All the signed ones. You don't, if you don't sign it, it doesn't count. We will not take unsigned cards. Unsigned comments are from the devil. <laughs> and then... Uh, we will put them together and have a, a, out, a, a third party. We'll get all the nominees and then they'll hand a list that looks like this to the elders. It'll say nominee A, nominee B, nominee C. And it'll tell what percentage their name was on what cards. And so the elders job then is to draw a line and then try to figure out where the, where the dividing line goes. Now, mind you, and this is like a Survivor-style game, they might be drawing the line above their own name. Probably not, because y'all are going to be good and honor what I would like you to do. <laughs> but they might be drawing... So they're going to decide who, gets the, who got the overwhelming support of the congregation. Um, once they do that, the third party will um, give them back a list of the people they said in alphabetical order, so no elder will have bragging rights over percentages. And so... Um, I don't think any of the... Yeah. That's Paul Jones down there at the bottom. I don't know if you knew that. (laughs) The rest are biblical characters. Paul's got the beard for a biblical character. In July, we will say... um, What did I mess up? What did I do? Never mind. That's between us. Okay. Well, good. (laughs) Thanks for inviting me in, Carol Ann. What? Oh, that stinks. <laughs> I know my alphabet. Um, so, <laughs> in July, there will be a time of consideration. Once we get through this, there will be a consideration of the men who were, who were nominated. We'll go to them and we'll say, the church thinks you would make an excellent leader. Like an overwhelming majority of the church thinks you would make an excellent leader. You need to pray about this and consider it. And then we'll put those names before you guys and you guys pray about it and consider it. And then um, in August we will have the appoint, uh, special service where we appoint the new elders. Long process, full of prayer and full of intentional steps to do it in a way where we're not just adding more people like the current elders. Um, that we're not just doing... Adding elders that the elders like. Um, we, want, we want this church to have a say in it. Um, and the elders back this. The elders have said this is, a, um, this is the way they want to do it. And it is um, good for them. And I 
I think, I think it will um, be good for us all around. So that's what the summer's going to look like. And now I have 15 minutes for a sermon. So this week we are praying that um, we be and we follow Christ-like leaders. And that God gives us uh, good Christ, leads us toward good Christ-like leaders. So in your prayers, it is super simple. God, bless us with Christ-like leaders. You're done. Say that as much as you can throughout the week. You don't have to know Latin at all, ever, really, to pray. Sometimes the way we pray makes, we say, I don't know, I just don't know what to say. Well, you don't have to say it in Latin. You can say it in, in English. <coughs> Excuse me. You can say it in English. You can have, uh, you, you just, you don't have, you don't, sometimes we say, well, uh, I don't really have the language. You don't have to use your these and your thys and your thous. You don't have to speak in holy language to pray. You can just say, God, we need Christ-like leaders. Show us Christ-like leaders. Give us Christ-like leaders. There you go. That's easy. You don't even have to give an amen or one of these things. You just have to say, God, bless us with Christ-like leaders. We want... In the end, and there, there, we'll get to the, there's places in scripture where it talks about elders and it says, it, your elders need to be like this. But our elders can be like that, can be hospitable and, um, hus- you know, not polygamists. And uh, they can, it can be, we can have all sorts of qualities to a leader. And if they're not following Jesus, like if those qualities aren't spurred on by Jesus, then you won't succeed as a leader, as just a human being. It's crazy that sometimes people talk about going to heaven and they say, I don't think I'll go to heaven because, you know, I'm good. I try to be good. Well, one, it doesn't look like you're trying all that hard. And two, it doesn't matter if you're trying to be good. If you're not following Jesus, your attempts will fail. We want leaders, we want ministers, we want members who are following Jesus. Who in their day-to-day lives don't just rely on their own self and their own ambitions and their own, uh, their own desires. But they are following and learning from the ambitions and desires and intentions of Jesus of Nazareth. The King who is resurrected. Jesus, after his resurrection has a conversation with Paul in John chapter 21. I'm not with Paul, with Peter. It says, when they finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs, Jesus says. Okay, at this point, we got to stop and say that just before this, Peter had denied Jesus three times. He showed up at a, at a, at a, at a campfire outside of a, of, a, of a mock trial, fake trial, where they're going to convict Jesus. And they said, hey, you were with him. And he said, oh, I don't know him. Three times he denied Jesus. Now, we get here, and we're going to get three times where he says, I love Jesus. And because that, those two things 
have um, happened. They, they, in your Bible, it may say, the heading of this may, may say that Jesus reinstates Peter. But we have no indication in this text that, Je- that Peter was ever uh, booted out of the group. Uninstated? Is that a word? We have no indication that Peter, because of Peter's failure, that Jesus said, well, you're gone until I talk to you. Peter eats with Jesus. He obeys Jesus with the miraculous catch of fish. He's part of the group. He does not need to be reinstated. But something else, something bigger is going on here. When they finished eating, he said, do you, love these? do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know, like you know this. You know that I love you. Jesus replied, feed my sheep. Very truly. But very truly, I tell you, uh, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. There's a, um, we'll get to that sentence in a second, but you see what Jesus is doing here? He's saying, do you love me? And he says, yes, feed my sheep. He probably said, feed my sheep or spoken Aramaic, not feed my sheep. But he says, he's not saying, all right, you're back in. He's saying, you're the shepherd now. You're in charge of the sheep. You're in charge of the welfare of the sheep. You're the leader now. I'm going. If you love me, take care of the ones I'm giving you. He's not reinstating Peter. He's putting Peter in charge. He's making Peter a leader. If you love Jesus, you will take care of the one Jesus wants to take care of. If you love Jesus, you will honor what Jesus wants. If you love Jesus, you will find just this desire to lead and nurture the ones God has given you to lead and nurture. And this isn't just for elders or shepherds. or le- This is for everybody. When we interact with Jesus, we are then called to follow Jesus in a way that is, that is purely self-giving and not self-serving. We feed the sheep and the sheep don't thank us. I don't know if that's true. We feed the sheep and the, the sheep don't thank us. Well, they eventually feed us back, but it's. But they don't give to us. We are feeding and taking care of the people God has called us to take care of. And for all of us, there's someone we can serve. And as we pray for Christ like leaders, one of the things we're looking at here is Peter is called to lead. 
But then the leading doesn't just stop there. He says at some point when you're older, he says you're going to, when you were young, you did what you wanted to. But when you're old, people are going to stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and you dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. And Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. There are tons of books about how to lead other people. Tons of them. I mean, you just... And some of them are good. Um, you, but it's crazy. That it's all, and there's, now there's blogs. Man, you read Facebook or get on the Twitter, and you'll, you'll see... You'll see just every fifth or sixth post is some... Somebody's written a blog with seven steps to be a better leader. Okay, yeah. Now there's like six more after that, and then there's four more after that the next month. We're all trying to be better leaders, but better leaders aren't trying to be better leaders. Better leaders are trying to be better followers. People who can lead others are trying to follow someone greater than themselves. Because you do not have it within yourself to sustain the, 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 the weight of a whole group of people following you. Without you then following someone else. We want leaders who follow Jesus. We want members who follow Jesus. And if we want members who follow Jesus, we need leaders who follow Jesus. And if we want leaders who follow Jesus, we've got to pray that God give us Christ-like leaders. We need you in this time, especially, we need you to focus on your prayers specifically for this church. Because elders and ministers, for that matter, can make or break a church. And they can break one a whole lot faster than they can make one. One of my favorite attributes of people who follow Jesus is that they know they haven't arrived yet. What was Peter doing, staring straight at the face of straight in the face of his own failures? Just the guilt hadn't left his soul. I, I want leaders who follow Jesus because leaders who follow Jesus know that they're not fit to follow themselves. Members who follow Jesus know that their way isn't the right way all the time. We, following Jesus is the core element of someone that's worth following. I uh, <laughs> was once asked by a young man in a ministry interview. I was interviewing interns, which is always real fun. The, uh, they're usually like 18 or 19 and know everything, which is really hard to fathom. But at 18 or 19, man, they know everything. Um, you, you get older and you start realizing I know nothing. And the older I get, the more nothing I know. But 18, 19, man, you've got it all figured out. And this guy was at, he's, <laughs> this same guy, uh, one time when Clara, 
Clara was like a baby. We hadn't even had Macy yet. He was at our house in the summer, and Clara threw a fit, like a bona fide fit. And we dealt, we handled it the way we handle fits, which is just ignore it. Like it's, like, I mean, we just, we just walk, we'll get up and just leave the room. Let him have it on the floor. And after it was all over with, she calmed down and, uh, he was sitting at our table and he said, you know, y'all handled that really well. Like, you, you be quiet. You don't get to comment on my parenting. Even if it's in the positive. But anyway, we were sitting in the interview and he said, tell me about your salvation. The day you were saved. And, like, I get what he's saying. My whole life has been God saving me. I mean, there was a day I gave my life to Jesus, but there was times I had to follow people there. And the people who led me to Jesus, that's God's grace. And the people, when I came, I was baptized when I was 12. I was a nitwit. I was a blossoming nitwit. I'm still, I still got some nitwit in me. I don't know my alphabet. <laughs> I don't know my English alphabet. Th that's, that's really hard. Like, I, I, I don't have it all together. And you don't have it all together. And we don't need leaders who have it all together. We need leaders and we need members who know that when they don't have it all together, there's one who does. And that when we're broken and, and trying and failing, there's one who tried and succeeded. That even when he was broken, he was made whole. Even when he died, he was resurrected. We follow a king. And staring at the face of his failures, Peter was told to leave. And he was told to lead by following Jesus. Notice Jesus doesn't give him a, a plan. He just says, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. I keep saying it like that. He just says, feed my sheep. Feed my, take care of my sheep. When you get old, you're going to die for this. Follow me anyway. Being an elder is hard. Because following Jesus is hard. I, I have watched, uh, we've been here almost five years now. And I have watched um, the eldership in three different forms deal with some really difficult things. That some of you will know nothing about ever because they keep their mouth shut about it. And that's hard. They, they follow Jesus into places that are uncomfortable. And I get it. They're not going to be perfect. Good job figuring that out. They're not going to be perfect. But they're going to continue to follow Jesus. And the fact that they're not perfect means they've got to follow Jesus. What you don't want are perfect elders. Because then they won't need Jesus. And that's not what we're about. So this week, pray 
that not only you, but pray for you, but not only you, but that our leadership be Christ-like. Like Christ. We'll get, in, we'll get into all the other things. But the lists in Timothy and Titus, we'll talk about those. But the very first thing is that they be like Christ. That they follow our Savior. We can get caught up in the minutiae of church. In the, I think we should be doing it this way, or I didn't, they, I didn't like that song, or why did we do that? The lights got too dark during communion. We can get caught up in all the little nonsense opinions we have about church, and that will make church a burden to you. But if church is about us coming together as a group of people who, on Sunday through Saturday, follow Jesus, frustratedly follow Jesus, fail at following Jesus. If it's a group of people who know it's difficult and get together to, to rejoice in its victories and mourn its defeats, if that's what church is, we're not seeking perfection. We're not seeking perfection from ourselves or from other people or from our leaders. We're just seeking to be a group of people who follow Jesus and every once in a while, I need Johnny, or Todd, or Eddie, or Rick, or Lester, who have all been my elders since I've been here in different forms. I need to look to them and say, those men who are older than me, keep following Jesus. And if they can do it through that, I can do it through this. Because we want to build a community of people who follow Jesus, so we need leaders who follow Jesus. That's Plain and simple. If I could just give you one message about it this morning, that this would be it. I wouldn't go to Titus. I wouldn't go to Timothy. I wouldn't give you lists. I wouldn't give you qualifications. I wouldn't. I would say just find find people who really follow Jesus, so that you can follow them and follow Jesus along the way. If you aren't following Jesus, if you aren't united with Jesus. What that brings is not perfection, but grace, forgiveness, resurrection, hope, love. And if you, if, if you want that this morning, if you want to start that journey, or maybe you gave your life to Jesus a long time ago and you were just like, I, I haven't really been following him ever since. I was a 12-year-old nitwit, and I'm still a nitwit. I was selfish, and now I'm still selfish. If you, need to continue, if you need to restart that journey, if you need to follow Jesus this morning, whether for the first time or for the fifth, please come forward while we stand and while we sing.